0: The day she let go of the things that were weighing her down was the day she began to shine the brightest. Hello and welcome to episode 114 of Under the Cult of MS. This is the MS Deep Dives episode. So basically all about MS. And we're going to start out finishing up on household accessibility. Uh, help. You can have things you can do to help with your accessibility around the house as you, if you progress throughout your MS thing and have to have different uh aids like walkers, canes, wheelchairs, stuff like that. And these are things that can help you around your home to make your house a little bit easier to get around instead of constantly getting stuck and frustrated and just amping up your system so assistive tech assistive technology prof- professional is a carpenter out there that knows all the requirements, the measurements, the rules, the regulations, I and mean, all states can be different or whatever so you got to get one from your state but if you get them they'll find out what you have the most trouble with they'll do any type of upgrades you want done that will be set to the right standards and they're qualified to assess your situation and offer suggestions to make your home safer and providing you extra independence instead of constantly getting frustrated and kind to reach things you can or get through doorways and stairs and all that stuff but they'll make sure that your steps are up to code which in most places is like a maximum height of seven three-quarter inches but uh you can build wooden ramps you can build concrete ramps ramps there's modular ramps which are steel structures that aren't really portable but they're permanent structures but they can also be moved to a new home or put in your garage if you want them out of your way for a while instead of having a permanent concrete or structure or a wooden one that rots out over the years you gotta deal with all those issues too and you gotta consi- take those into consideration like how long are you gonna be living there do you want to Spend the money on something permanent, or do you want something that you can move around? Uh, modular ramps also hold up, the, up to the elements better than the wood will. Uh, concrete's pretty much indestructible, unless you actually run into it and damage it with things. But That you don't have to worry about elements mental damage but wooden ones will eventually rot out you'll have to stain them every few years stuff like that to keep them keep them weather protected uh but landscape ramps are the ones that are made out of cement uh, vertical platform lifts they have out there that are you can have use inside or outside so you can lift your purse Yourself, if you're in a wheelchair or you can't step up, it can lift you up to that level that you need to be at to go forward, so that's always nice. And if you use scooters too, they work good on those. Um, low rise steps are a good investment, and make sure there's two railings so you got support on both sides, but with low rise steps, you can going not have to lift your foot as high and if you have foot drop issues or anything like that or with your walker and stuff it's you can actually put the front part of the walker and on the upper step and the back part of the walker you can go on a lower step if it doesn't have that big of a gap so it's not like at a 45 degree angle when you're trying to use the walker still and get up it but like I said, you should have two handrails, and that makes the most sense. And then you just set your walker up on the upper part and then just use the handrails to get up up to the top. But uh, widening entryways, doorways for wheelchairs, scooters to go through. It can help with that. Uh, grab bars. Work great all over the house if you need them. I even use, I got a couple smaller grab bars that I put one on top of each other about a foot to a foot and a half or so off the ground of my shower. So I have a couple little platforms that I can put my foot on so you can wash your lower extremities. And it helps a lot because you're in a small shower and you can't like i said in a previous episode i got a nice shower chair and stuff but i can't use it because with the chair in the shower and me it's like there's no room left so i'm constantly stumbling over the chair trying to move around and it does have a swivel top (laughs) but if you're a guy (laughs) swivel top that this thing has has a little gap underneath it so it when you're trying to spin or turn, you can get your testicles in there. And that that doesn't feel too good. (laughs) I found that out. (laughs) Found that out. One of the first times I used a chair. That chair almost went flying right through the door of the shower. Yeah, so you got to watch out for things like that. And adapt to it how you can, get the things that you can. But... Make sure you hire a contractor with knowledge of disability accommodations if you don't have the specialty contractors around or you can't find one or if you're out in the middle of nowhere. The National Association of Home Builders, nahb.org, provides a great deal of information on buying, maintaining, and remodeling homes. So look into that, get some hints. It's nice. like you. If you're in a wheelchair, you're going to want slots in your kitchen that you can actually get your leg part of the wheelchair into and under the counter so you can work at a counter that's at the right level and you're not sitting there a foot or two back from the counters, leaning forward trying to do stuff, and then your chair moves and your knife slips and you cut your hand or something. It's Yeah, there's lots of, you might as well modify your home to make it work for you and i understand if you're renting and stuff you gotta worry about that but you can also talk to landlord you're a long time tenant stuff they might adapt to you and help you out in the long run it can end up helping them get a better uh, better renter in the future i mean handicap (laughs) accessory make it nicer for handicapped people that aren't going to sit there and throw parties and trash the house like i've seen in the past so i'm not saying us handicapped people don't party We still still jump in a party when i can but yeah you gotta it's hard to make things work if you don't own it yourself and you don't have the money to do it so there is a lot of things you gotta look into but there are resources you can look to for help and there are temporary temporary changes you can do to adapt to it i mean there's tables and stuff you can get or get designed to put in your kitchen and use it as like a a cutting board table and then you can also use it for doing all your other stuff on it and that way you got a nice movable table that you can get your wheelchair under or whatever or your knees under if you're sitting down and hop away at the, all your food and do your food prep and stuff with one of those lots of ways to look at it you can lower light switches and raise electrical outlets to wheelchair height that's a nice little trick to do and one thing you want to do when you, if you're looking at a new place and stuff, make sure there's outlets. That, that Each room has at least two to four outlets. And it's so annoying when you put up some furniture and the only outlet you have is behind your couch or something. So take that into consideration if you're looking at a new place. Uh, sinks can be made wheelchair accessible by, by removing the cabinet under the sink and even it nice and open for you so you can get in there and do dishes or w- wash your hands or whatever without struggling your stove you can switch to a cooktop with an open space under it and there's so many nice cooking utensils nowadays you don't even need a stove uh, air fryers i love and now they got the multi-level air fryer so you can do a main course sides all that uh, you Your standard flat skillet I use for so much stuff when I'm making ground meat for spaghetti or tacos or anything like that. And that works great for that. You can fry up burgers in there, microwaves. And there's so many different options out there. You can find things without a stove. I mean, one of my favorite places... Me and my wife lived was in Libby, Montana. We were in a little house, and we this was way before I knew about my m s issues and I ripped my back up working for Mayflower moving on a screwed up job and we ended up renting a house up there and it uh we couldn't afford to put the uh propane in the heater tank we couldn't afford to fill that and our happy days were just being able when we had like five bucks or ten bucks that we could walk across the street to the gas station get a couple sodas a couple movies and go back home and enjoy that uh simple things in life but we couldn't afford to fill our gas tank for heat we couldn't afford uh, certain electrical devices grill uh oven a stove uh refrigerator stuff like that and thankfully it was winter time so what I did was I stuck a cooler a big igloo cooler in a snowbank outside the door filled that with our food that was our freezer fridge and then, all we used for cooking accessories were our flat skillet, our microwave, our toaster oven, and, there's, and we survived off that, and that was some, one of our funnest times ever. We also had a wood-burning stove, so you can, like, boil water on top of those, which is nice. Uh, actually, cook eggs. And there's a lot of stuff you can do with a wood-burning stove, as long as you got the one with a decent top on it, but, but yeah. Sink faucets can be turned on by touching or waving nowadays. You got side side hinged wall ovens that open like a regular door and allow for easier sliding in and out of food. There's drawer dishwashers that are easier to load and empty. They got uh, two tiered countertops are a good idea for people. If you're living with someone, you're handicapped and you're, Spouse isn't or children, and this way you can have the regular countertop level and then a lower level for you, whatever works, and that's nice and helpful. Uh, there's tons of universal designs you can go and find out at your hardware stores and home improvement stores, and they'll walk you through just about everything. Uh, you want it set up so with if you are in a wheelchair you can sit lower or if you might see yourself in a wheelchair in the future this way you got the upper platform for now and then later on you got lower platform also works well for people who are fatigued to easily you sit down and do your prep work and stuff on a lower counter so your fatigue isn't wasted your energy levels aren't wasted You fatigue out while you're cooking uh, lower tall bar heights then you can buy a bathroom sink that is lower they got roll-in showers now and they got showers now that don't even have a little lip or anything you just got the big drain hole and all that basically makes their make their whole bathroom one shower floor nice uh, walk-in tubs and hydraulic lift tubs and then of course your grab bars are important for balance problems to help steady in stuff and they're very handy in the bathroom uh, aesthetic grab bars they have uh, you can go to grabbarspecialist.com to see all kinds of different types what they have different lengths and stuff and whether they're just part, permanent attachment or temporary. They have suction cup ones, and they got ones that you screw in, mount to the wall permanently or whatever. widening the bathroom doorway is helpful. Doors can be reversed, so they open out instead of in if you need it for extra space. Uh, pocket doors that slide inside the walls are nice. They got the accordion doors and stuff you can get. Uh, offset hinges can be used to create more space. You can check out things like that at, at adaptiveaccess.com. When thinking about major remodeling, ask yourself if it's smart or if you would be or if it would be easier to find a more accessible place for you to live. Accessible homes and apartments are much easier to find today. A lot of people are going by those codes when they're doing the construction work. Uh, MSAA has an equipment distribution program where you can get durable medical equipment and daily living aids. Equipment distribution program offers a selection of safety and mobility items free of charge to qualified applicants who have a diagnosis of multiple sclerosis. They got things like bathtub safety rails, easy grip utensil sets, grab bars, hand safety rails, leg lifts, manual wheelchairs, pod canes, which are nice because they can stand on their own. Uh, shower chair walker with a seat and four wheels and if you're interested in checking that out and seeing if you qualify go to mymsaa.org backslash equipment or you can call 1-800-532-7667 extension 154 and i assume this is only for people in the united states of course i know we got a lot of followers and other countries, so you got to take that into consideration too and see what you have available for you in your area. Uh, they have ramp equipped vans, they have lifts that are available to mount specifically to you for uf or <laughs> specifically made for SUVs and stuff like that, and vans that you can get added on to your vehicles. Uh, It's important for people to research and know what they want before approaching a vehicle modification company. An occupational therapist can help you out. They can recommend vehicle modifications for you. A person can change from a foot pedal to hand controls, which is nice. And I guess, I don't know if anybody out there watches Super Bowl, but I forget which company it was. They got the one vehicle now where you can set it on cruise control and take your hands off the wheel, and the thing will drive for you. So that's it's nice and scary at the same time. (laughs) There's some roads that don't have good lines, so if that car is just relying on its sensory vision on the yellow and the white lines, that can get scary if you're on some back roads like I like to run around on. But, uh, the occupational therapist can also help you with your vehicle modifications. They can recommend different things that you can get done. A person can change, or you can add different types of steps to get into your vehicle. They have the thin ramps, the wider ramps, they got the ones that drop down, and there's the multi steps. You got a lot of pretty cool shit out there nowadays. <laughs> An occupational therapist can recommend. Uh, ramps that you can use for your vehicles they can help you find equipment that can lift your wheelchair into the trunk of their car and some people have the collapsible scooters and stuff like that that they can just fold up and put in the back Uh, there's car transfer aids also to help you Move from your chair to the car itself. There's swivel seats, swivel seat cushions, auto grab bars, transfer boards, and more available for purchase to help you out with your vehicle and make it more accessible and easier to get in and out of instead of wasting all your energy for the day doing all that stuff and trying to get through. And it can, if you don't have someone to help you, it can be a Be hard to pull yourself up out of a chair and get to a car seat or whatever. Look into those aids. And then see, stress is a big thing for us. So, deep breathing exercises is a good thing to focus on. Uh, it's a simple, simple tool to help you get a little quick instant pick me up. Maybe just sit comfortably or lie down, place one hand on your stomach and one hand on your chest, breathe in slowly through your nose and out through your mouth. Just feel your stomach expand as you inhale. If you are breathing from the stomach, the hand on your chest shouldn't move. So focus on filling up your lower lungs with air. Slowly exhale, releasing all the air out through your mouth. Use your hand to feel your stomach fall as you exhale. And practice breathing four to six breaths per minute. About one full inhale and exhale per 10 to 15 seconds. Then just repeat that up to 10 times. If you begin to get lightheaded, return to your normal breathing. Don't keep going and then pass out on us. (laughs) That would suck. But yeah, life with MS is almost like having two diseases. The MS itself and the stress of getting care for the disease. Uh, stress originally meant the chemical fight or flight reaction that prepares the body to face danger, but today it can be the result of anything that causes physic, physic, psychological tension. MS is unpredictable, that's the top stressor, and many symptoms are invisible to the world and to your healthcare teams, so it, you can get stressed out trying to explain that to them and trying to tell people what's going on and not treating those less visible symptoms can lead to even more stress. Keep up with your doctor appointments and physical therapy, obtaining and remembering medications, keeping track of symptoms, filing for insurance claims and figuring out how to pay for everything can stress you out. Stress manifests differently for everyone. It It's heart, hearts pounding, sweaty palms, stomach aches, and headaches. It's a chronic feeling of upset and worry and just feeling overwhelmed. Stress might involve symptoms such as irritability and or nervousness, expecting the worst and having difficult difficulty making everyday decisions, constipation or diarrhea, headaches, shallow breathing and fatigue. Any challenge people with MS face may seem worse when they're stressed because it further taxes their already limited reserves of energy. Stress may play a role in secondary conditions such as insomnia, chronic pain, cardiovascular diseases such as high blood pressure, or even obesity. Uh, a variety of stress management techniques might help people become more resilient. Yet, yeah, yoga, which is likely to increase self-efficacy of MS patients through enhancing physical activity, increasing the strength of lower limbs and balance, decreasing fatigue and pain, and finally to promote social functioning and to relieve stress and anxiety. Like I said, DDP Yoga. Check it out. I love it. Just wish I could do it again, but My lower extremities still are not allowing me to do most of the yoga positions. Mindfulness meditation, which we kind of talked about and touched on the other day a little bit. Uh, Improvements in physical health. Emotional well-being, health distress, health perception, satisfaction with sexual function. Fatigue, severity, and overall quality of life can be enhanced by mindfulness meditation. meditation can also help with cognitive functions in addition to stress reduction, which I obviously need some mindfulness meditation today my cognitive issues are all over the place again. People can boost their ability to solve problems under pressure by using self-affirmation techniques, assembling a team that might include a medical care provider whom the person with MS can trust family members and perhaps a dietitian, an exercise physiologist, and psychologist can help. Having this team in place and access to information helps people feel more in control with the support they need. Uh, other strategies include like an advocate for priorities, bring a list of your concerns to your appointments, schedule a follow-up appointment if necessary to get all your concerns addressed and out. Sometimes they'll push you through those doctor vids pretty quick. Uh, Seek out resources. Visit the nationalmssociety.org backslash wellness to learn about wellness strategies. Consult the MS Society brochure on taming stress and hear how other people are getting their MS needs addressed by joining an MS support group. You can call 1-800-344-4867 for a list of those group groups near you. Uh, you can also join an MS online community. msconnection.org is a place to trade tips. You can make decisions for today and course correct as needed. Work with a health care team you trust to sort out the best treatment options for you today, knowing that if it's not effective, you can switch your strategy. One way to track your symptoms is by downloading an, an app such as the one from the MS Association of America at mymsaa.org/msaa community/mobile. Break down your to-dos into bite-sized chunks. Uh, some steps you can take also would be don't panic document your experience how often does your issues occur what time of day in reaction to something is it in reaction to something specific writing things down can help bring clarity using a symptom tracker Try to understand whether what your experience is from MS, a side effect of medication, or something completely unrelated. Gather and continue your documentation and prepare a list of questions for your upcoming appointment. If you're feeling overwhelmed or stressed, consider talking with a counselor. An MS navigator at the Society can refer you to a professional in your area at one 800 344 Four eight six seven again. Once you and your doctor have agreed on a plan of action or treatment, it may be helpful to continue documenting your experience. Uh, some type of online research are counterproductive. It can be false, misleading information. Facebook pages, people aren't even running the pages and stuff can give you bad information. Untreated depression and anxiety. They also lead to alcohol and drug abuse and smoking, which can make your symptoms worse. Uh, so take those into consideration. Watch who you talk to, who you're getting your information from. Like I said, I'm not a professional. I'm just telling you what I see and hear. So it could be good or it could be bad. Who knows? But take it into your own own actions and see if it helps you or not. Uh, other than that, we're times, so be good to yourself, be good to others. Uh, listen to that monster, see what he's doing, and bite his ass. Get the shit out of him, but take care. We'll talk to you again soon.